You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. Thank you all to all the new listeners and for those of you who share with your social media and your Instagram stories or your Facebook pages that you're listening to the podcast and you're spreading the word and inviting other people to join in as well. Thank you so much for all of you who do that. For those of you who leave reviews on your favorite podcast channel, I appreciate it so much. We are building a community of people who value quality relationships. They're looking to improve their own habits. They value personal development and for you to be a part of that community and support me along the way and support yourself along the way means a ton to me you are extremely valuable and I just am so thankful and grateful to have you a part of this community if you haven't already hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast channel make sure that you hit subscribe leave us a review let me know or you can send in an email you can shoot me a dm i just want to hear from you i love hearing from people and again if you're sharing in your instagram stories when you're listening that just that just does something for me it makes me just feel good it makes me excited when something hits you guys and you do that so thank you so much because it definitely spreads the word and it just allows me to feel connected with you So let's talk about breaking your own unavailable habits. Today, I'm going to share with you three questions to ask yourself to learn if you're sabotaging your relationships by being emotionally unavailable and two things that you can start to do to start addressing this area. So I've been having some amazing breakthroughs lately with my current clients and they're being very transparent. They're being 100% open with themselves about their own emotional wounds and the sabotage that they've been doing in their own love lives without even realizing it by being emotionally unavailable. I think a lot of times the focus is always on the other person, right? But I really do believe that we attract certain experiences, certain situations, certain people in our lives for a reason based upon our feelings, our thought process, and it all manifests into action. So you're drawn to certain people for a reason. And more than likely, you may not be as emotionally present or emotionally developed and matured and stable as you may think you are you may not be as emotionally available as you may think you are. And sometimes being emotionally available doesn't necessarily mean venting. A lot of people confuse emotional availability with venting and or being uh, just emotionally all over the place, emotionally unstable, emotionally reactive. That's not really being emotionally available. Being emotionally available really just means being emotionally present and to be emotionally present you have to be in a mature space in a vulnerable space you have to be in a space where you are comfortable and confident with expressing your emotions and creating a safe space for others and that takes a lot of work and to be flatly honest with you most people are not in that space it takes such a high level of clarity of intention of knowing yourself of understanding others and the willingness to be 
open and allow others to be open that takes work i actually had a really good conversation with a client last night and we were talking about the gift of understanding others being understanding of other people and how that works with building connection and communication and i hope she's listening right now i know she listens to the podcast but we had a a really great conversation about that and the struggles that many women have when it comes to building connection with men i know i've received emails from men in the last couple of weeks about um their disconnect with connection with women during courtship as well the struggles that they have with feeling emotionally connected to women so um this is a it's an issue it's something that a lot of people struggle with so don't feel alone in that don't feel any shame or guilt around it let's just talk about let's have a conversation about it now about a week ago I sent out an email about a young woman that I'm working with who has been single for roughly about 18 years so we're considering the fact that she's never been married and we start counting from around age 20 this is where her relationship struggles started. Not saying that she's never had any type of nice experience, but if you've, we, I like to look at the adult years, so I don't really count teenage experiences, but looking at from age 20 to about age 38, if you've never been married, you've been single that entire time, you've never had a, a long com- relationship, any type of committed relationship in those 18 years, that's a lot of relationship habits and experiences that you have playing in your subconscious mind that you have playing in the background that's dictating how you show up and how you think about relationships and how you react and who you're drawn to that's a lot of data accumulated right so what I am working with her on is what she's attracted to her emotional availability and she's had some short-term courtships and dating relationships don't get me wrong but she's never had a real relationship and of course she's never had marriage so like I said that's 18 years of habits 18 years of rejection 18 years of the types of choices that she's been making 18 years of experiences that she's trying to filter through and a lot of people People think, well, if I've never been divorced, I don't have any emotional baggage. Or if I've never experienced a super bad breakup, or I've never had children, then I don't have any emotional baggage. And that's just not true. (laughs) It just doesn't work like that, right? Because the reality is, if you've experienced any type of relationship, And a relationship starts just by relating to others. It doesn't have to be a full-on commitment. Every single time you step out and you engage with others, you're talking to others, whether it's platonic, whether it's family, work-related, or romantic, it's all a relationship. But the thing is, if you've experienced divorce, what I will say is that you've probably gone through a higher level of introspection and evaluation of your love life and for those who have been in long-term relationships as well, you've probably gone through this, then a person who's never been married or a person who's been long-time single or they've never experienced like that level of heartache, that level of detachment from uh, the energy of another person, from the love, from the commitment, from the life of another person. So if you've never gone through that, 
you may not have really taken time to deeply evaluate on that same level as someone who was forced to. And the thing is, you don't have to wait until you go through trauma. You don't have to wait until you go through some type of really bad experience to make a decision to do something different, to make a decision to really evaluate where you are and where you need to be. You can do that when you're in a perfectly happy state. You can do that when you're in a good space, but you know that it's time for you to do something different. So this is why she's come to me. She's never experienced that type of dramatic heartache, but she's been single long term and she knows that something has to change. She's happy with her life overall. It's not like she's not happy with her life. She has a good career, but she knows that it's time for her to make some changes. And the reason why that emotional baggage still exists, regardless if you're going through some type of trauma that you can clearly point out or not, is because rejection becomes a dreaded fear. And oftentimes desperation kicks in and you become even more guarded. So over time, what happens is you get really used to rejection and you start looking for it. You start expecting rejection. So whether it's during the courtship phase, during a more committed phase, you're always going to be looking for signs that you're going to be rejected because you've experienced rejection so much. You haven't had that validation that you're probably searching for to make you feel worthy, to make you feel like someone really desires you. You've gone through a lot of rejection. You got to think, we're talking about from age 20 to she's age 38, that's 18 years of dealing with rejection. And a lot of times when I'm on discovery calls with a woman um, who's open to coaching, but she's still very hesitant, I'll know immediately if she's ready to make changes by how guarded she is. And actually, I know this prior to the call. Usually when I'm reading over the form that has to be completed when someone books a discovery call, I can tell if someone is guarded, if someone isn't in the space that they need to be to really make change and really be ready to start coaching. And it's something that I've learned to read over the years. And it's kind of hard for me to identify how I can pick this up in just a form. Um, but when a woman is guarded from step one, which is the, or in my case of working with her, it's the intake form. And then she's guarded on the discovery call more than likely this woman is emotionally unavailable also in relationships now let me explain this like i said earlier a lot of people think that venting is being emotionally unavailable or vulnerable and vulnerability or being available is not that that's exactly what it is when you're venting you're venting when you're talking about your frustrations or you're just telling your business you're just letting off steam that's all you're doing. You're not, you're not being vulnerable. So many people think that just by telling their business things that they would just tell any old person, things they have no emotional connection to. Um, now the, the connection might be frustration. It might be stress, but it's not a deep rooted emotion behind it. It's just anger or frustration and it's really easy to let it off you're just letting off steam and a lot of people think that's being vulnerable and that's just it's just not you're just telling your business you're venting you have posted on facebook or just tell a co-worker it, it doesn't really mean much to you you just need to get it off your chest but being emotionally present it's about being fully 
there being fully open not being needy as well like i said most people confuse being needy and they think that their need for intimacy their deep yearning to make some type of emotional connection means that they're available when it's actually the opposite because you're so intensely focused on getting your needs met you're unavailable to meet the other person's needs and i hope that that makes sense let me say that again because you're so intensely focused on getting your emotional needs met you know i need someone to validate me i need someone to love me i need attention i need to be heard i need to be seen you know love me love me love me like that's the whole basis of it you might not be saying that outwardly but you have needy clingy behavior you're so focused on survival you're so focused on getting your own emotional needs met that you're not focused on meeting the other person's emotional needs you're not focused on being fully present for that other person so here's a quick little nerd girl fact for my nerd girls and boys because I know we have a lot of male listeners so all my all my nerds <laughs> out there like myself here's a little fact for you guys so during courtship uh serotonin which I've talked about in past podcasts it's a neurotransmitter in the brain that makes you calm and it's low during courtship while the chemical of dopamine is high so let me repeat that <laughs> serotonin which is a neurotransmitter it's a chemical in the brain during courtship that serotonin that usually keeps you calm is low and dopamine which gives you a rush it's a chemical in your brain that gives you a rush that's high right so this is what makes you anxious and it takes a few months for the dopamine to wear off and serotonin to settle in and that's usually around the time that you feel more committed to the relationship and you feel more settled so if you're in a relationship especially in the beginning during the infatuation phase you can go back to the episode that talks about the relationship cycle where I talk about the first three months you know oxytocin is high dopamine is high so that's what's making you so anxious that's what's creating the infatuation and your serotonin which I've also talked about in past episodes especially the episode I think with online dating where I talked about during the winter seasons a lot of times serotonin kicks in which kind of can make you depressed like it kind of makes you kind of calm well in the beginning of courtship the ser- your serotonin is low so that sense that keeps you calm that allows you to feel safe isn't there instead dopamine is high you feel very anxious oxytocin is high so you're getting all the love and infatuation feelings right so once you actually feel settled with someone you feel more committed to someone serotonin levels have increased and you're able to kind of relax and really just feel good about the relationship but that takes a little bit of time to develop so i thought that that was just a little fun fact and when i come back from this really quick break we're going to dig more into this and then i'm going to break down the three ways for you to identify if you are emotionally unavailable in your own courtships and relationships i'll be right back when it comes to relationships and of course number three um if when your emotional needs aren't met you react instead of responding um, whether that's withdrawing lashing out becoming combative dismissive stonewalling avoiding any of that then you're probably not as emotionally present in courtships and relationships as you could be 
So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a really quick break, really quick break. And I'm going to share with you two things that I want you to do to start working on these areas. We'll be right back. People believe that they're attracting emotionally unavailable partners, but not realizing that they're equally unavailable. So of course, if you had a hard time as a child expressing your needs, you didn't feel seen, you didn't feel heard, um, or if your caretakers were dismissive versus being nurturing and you didn't feel comfortable communicating with them, then more than likely you, you struggle with emotional intimacy. You struggle with being emotionally available for other people. Um, if you're emotional relationship with your caretakers now you have a hard time expressing yourself you don't feel seen you don't feel heard um you have a fear of being judged by those caretakers even as an adult um and you have a hard time having open dialogue around your feelings then more than likely you're probably not as emotionally present as you think you are all right now when you're not emotionally available for your partner it's hard to build trust connection and security in a relationship and i know that that's not what you want you want emotional connection and you want it with a healthy person so that you guys can keep coming back to each other for more you want the connection you want the love that's what you want and if you want to know if you're showing up emotionally present in relationships i want you to ask yourself these three questions the first question is you can write these down if you want or just refer back to this podcast but I want you to write think about these questions and really really think about them and be 100% open honest and transparent with yourself because the only way to make change to create new experiences create new habits and to be able to level up so you can get what you want is to really be transparent with yourself so when you're answering these questions be honest it's just you answer these questions with full honesty and transparency so the first question how did your caretakers respond to your emotional needs as a child were they dismissive or nurturing um did you feel heard did you feel seen uh did you feel comfortable coming to them or talking to them about things that you were experiencing so really think about that think about those those things i just mentioned You know, were your emotional needs met as a child? You may be able to see some reflections of this now in the caretakers now as you're that you're an adult but the relationship with you and those caretakers so i want you to think are they were they dismissive were they nurturing did you feel seen did you feel heard um and did you feel comfortable coming to them or talking to them about things that you were experiencing the second question, the second set of questions, I guess you could say, is how is your emotional communication with your caretakers now? Is it dismissive or nurturing? Um, do you have a fear of being judged by those who were your caretakers? Is there open dialogue around your feelings now? So think about the first question is how were things for you as a child? And then think about how is that relationship with you as an adult? And the third thing I want you to ask yourself is, when your emotional needs aren't met, what is the result? Meaning, do you react or do you respond? And for those of you who don't know the difference, and reaction, a reaction is more emotionally charged and a response is usually more calm, more thought out, and you're able to express yourself and express your needs 
from a more present and emotionally mature space. Reaction usually can look like uh, withdrawal. It can look like combativeness. It can look like neediness, clinginess. It can look like um, any type of yelling or explosive. It can look like stonewalling. Um, that too. It's not productive and progressive communication. Do you know how to properly respond and communicate when your emotional needs aren't getting met? So think about those three things. So I want you to really hone in and respond to those questions. You might want to journal out your answers. You might want to just take a moment to reflect and meditate on those. But I want you to be fully honest with yourself about those things. Now, by answering those questions, you should have a clue about how you're showing up in relationships and if you're actually emotionally present for your partners. More often than not, If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship. Okay, guys, so we're back and we're about to wrap up this episode. And I just wanted to share with you the two things that you can do to start addressing your emotional unavailability, yeah, unavailability and your sabotage during courtship and relationships. So the first thing is I want you to get super clear on the relationship with your caretakers and be 100% honest. I don't care if you come from a two-parent household, a single-parent household, you were raised by your grandparents or your aunts or whoever. I want you to get super clear, really think about the relationship with your caretakers. I want you to reflect on any similarities with how you treat people now when it comes to emotional exchanges. So really think about that and be honest with yourself. And it might cause a little bit of discomfort. It may cause a little bit of pain to really get clear and be honest with yourself about that relationship with your caretakers, with your early caretakers in childhood. But I want you to be really honest and really reflect on, do you carry any of those behaviors Do you regard others in the same way that you felt regarded as a child? And then the second thing that I want you to do is I want you to focus when it comes to connecting with others. It doesn't matter what form of relationship it is. Again, that could be platonic. It could be work. It could be romantic. It could be family. But I want you to place more focus on understanding others versus being understood. That means you're going to have to work on removing judgment. That means you're going to have to work on your listening skills. That means you're going to have to work on being present. 
And you're going to put understanding other people above being understood. Most of the time people yearn so much to be understood. It's a basic human need to be understood. So that's okay. That's perfectly normal. And you deserve to be understood. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be seen. But if you want to work on being more emotionally present, I want you to learn how to adapt to understanding other meaning. And in order to understand people, that means you have to want to know their story. You have to want to be genuine. You have to want to sit back and be willing to say, who is this person in front of me? And how did they get that way? Now, you're not going to make excuses for people. It's not to say to make excuses for bad behavior and mistreatment. I'm not saying that at all. But in any interaction with a person, you're going to work on understanding them. That could be in the workplace. It could be in your home. But work on understanding other people's experiences, other people's perspective, other people's feelings before you put the focus and the intention on making sure that others understand you. And if you can do that, you can start to turn around your relationship sabotage. You can start to build connections with others and you can start to be more emotionally present and not so emotionally unavailable, which means that you're going to be working on, actively working on attracting emotionally available and emotionally present people as well. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of The Course Your Code. Make sure that you send me a message, an email, or share in your Instagram stories. If you benefited from this podcast, let me know any thoughts, anything that you would love to share. And of course, I would love to connect with you. If you're ready for coaching, if you are interested in learning more about how the techniques, how the coaching, how the information that I can provide you with and I've been able to help others with in order to meet their partners can be a benefit to you. If you're ready to take that step before the new year if you're ready to start leveling up and really make some decisions get the information that you don't have now so that you can break those habits and you can really make change in the long run so you can really start doing something different go ahead and book your discovery call captivatingcourtship.com or you can send me a message on any social media channel if you just want to go straight to the source that's perfectly fine and let's talk about how working together could be a benefit to you and if you just want to go ahead and just have the conversation I understand just have the conversation be ready for that and let's talk about working together and how the Captivating Courtship Code program can help you to reach your goals and give you the fast track to changing your relationship habits and learning how to gain new experiences so that you can quickly start attracting quality relationships over the next six weeks let's connect and I'll talk to you guys next week If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com 
and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.